Welcome to a spooky special episode. It's me, your ghost host, Colton Bazinus. And I'm hey. your ghoulie ghost. You're our ghoulie ghost. <laughs> and I'm the ghoulie ghost host, Eric Dominguez. How you doing, Eric? You know, I just love in this Halloween. I'm staring at a bunch of pumpkins. I don't know where Happy I am. I'm in the middle of a dark field, and uh, I'm glad let's you got just see what happens. Yeah, yeah you know, I bring out my recorder. I'm just sitting here, just looking at this scarecrow. I don't think it's moving, but it's very atmospheric. Apparently, yeah. Well, they don't move during the haunted, day. Yeah, I, I drove like three hundred miles to this place in a uh, west uh, West Massachusetts. Uh, I was told it was the Where original were you Salem. Uh, I was in Orlando, Florida. So I, th- we drove, uh, I drove 300 miles last night so I can record this pod in the creepy... Uh, this creepy, I think uh, it's probably a little bit more than that. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, how would you know? You're not an O'Dominant, are you? Uh, well, no, I'm an O'Doyle. O'Doyle yeah, rules. <laughs> Well, uh, I know if you're if you're a new listener, which you must be because we're only a couple of weeks into actually releasing episodes, you might be confused. You say you say to yourself, "What the what the heck is this? Two episodes in one week?" Well, buckle your britches, Mister, because this is a special Halloween episode where we're just gonna talk all things Hubie, Hubie Halloween. That is, mm-hmm. and so. We uh we we decided I more of me I decided that we're I'm going to make us watch Hubie Halloween every year on Halloween and we're gonna have a special episode that talks all about it how and, we feel and yes we're just gonna address it now we will be watching Passion of the Christ every Easter you'll we'll have an, a special Easter or should holiday we, we shouldn't do it on Easter we should do it on uh, Ash Wednesday right sure whatever day works but we will be reviewing. <laughs> Passion of the Christ, uh, Mel Gibson's uh, magnum opus, some call it. We will be trying. We, I've, I've reached out. I've put my feelers out to try and get Mark Wahlberg on the podcast. I know he, I know he's a, a good Christian man who has passionate feelings about the passion. Um, speaking, you know, not to to go off on a huge tangent here, but did you hear the how how hard they're working on the sequel to the Passion? I I've heard that it is in the works. I don't know what other than Hen, that. uh Caviezel, Jim Caviezel, who uh, portrayed our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh uh no last name. Uh he he says that it will change the world, the sequel to the Passion of the Christ. It'd be cool if it was said in modern times like Yeah, what the- do you th- yeah, what do you predict is going to my hope is that it's like the resurrect, like uh, we find the next Messiah in like 2020 or something. It's like, well, that re-passion. actually that actually was a that was a Netflix show. It's called The Messiah. If yeah, interested. I don't think I don't they're think, probably going to yeah. go as woke as that show went. No, I think it's going to follow. You know, Jesus is uh, his fight against Satan. It's going to be like an epic Avengers style movie. Ooh, well, I'm definitely not tired of those. No. Uh, Speaking of Epic Avengers style, Adam Sandler has recently, well, here's the headline, and then I'll tell you how accurate it is. The headline says, Adam Sandler wants to unite his iconic characters in an MCU-style Sandlerverse movie. 
Uh, and uh, the actual thing that was said is someone pitched that to him in an interview, which sounds like an awful thing to say. Hey, in too bad. You don't think that's too bad. And basically, his response was, yeah, I'd like that. I'm, I just got to mentally prepare for that. So, uh, yeah, that'll happen in another 35 years. We're going to do that. So he didn't exactly say that he wants that to happen. He just said, like, yeah, sure, whatever. But someone has written an entire article about he, how he did say uh, that. So would you, what, what, who would you like to see popping up in the Sandlerverse film? Um... I guess his character from the cult classic, uh, Nikki, uh, little Nikki, little Nikki. Yeah. I think little Nikki's a big enough character. See, the problem is for the past, uh, you know, they can do, they can do little Nikki X Hubie Halloween too. See, that would make sense to me. I'd like that. The Hubie Halloween in itself does have a lot of Sandler vs. connections. That is true. Uh, we'll get in. We'll of course get into that. Uh, but I think the problem with a, a Sandlerverse movie is that for the past 10 to 15 years, he has just been playing normal guys. <laughs> he hasn't been playing characters. He's just been playing normal guys who are like mildly annoyed by their situations. That's true. I guess Jill from Jack and Jill, that's a pretty big character. Didn't he play like a, uh, who was the character he played in the Ridiculous Six? Uh, oh, he played a Native American um, uh, cowboy man uh, who's good with guns. Yeah. So that's your kind of that's your kind of Captain America character. Hmm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you've got little Nikki is like uh, is like your Doctor Strange. You're like kind of mythic <laughs> connection. Yeah. Ties to the underworld. Um, How about the, his character from Fifty First Dates? Fifty first states. I see. That's another. That's one of the normal guys. <laughs> that's just like a who out of the out of who out of his normal movie characters would be in this. <gasps> oh, I got it, Mister Deeds. Mister Deeds, because he he has money. He's Tony Stark. He's built himself yeah. an Iron Man. Yeah, an Iron Man. <laughs> um, who else? I think you gotta have. Uh, the guy from Click. He's kind of like the Watcher. He's oh, he could be the bad the guy. Watcher. The 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 actually the remote from Click is the, the MacGuffin. is the MacGuffin yeah uh who we we got so many romantic comedies where he is just playing like a shithead version of himself mm-hmm. um so all of them together so you've got these characters from Grown Ups uh you got uh Fifty First Dates you got uh <laughs> just go with it blended uh the wedding singer. Wedding all of them uh, are all. To, uh, he's kind of a. You know what? The wedding singer can be kind of like the Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, and but all of the just the normal ones band together and just like form like an arm. Uh, their shield. It's it's Sandler's shield. <laughs> How about his character from Pixels? Well, he's a tech guy, so I guess or. You know what? He builds he himself Bruce a Banner. pixel suit. He's the Bruce Banner who builds him like a, a pixel suit. He covers himself mm-hmm. in pixels. Donkey Kong. Donkey. He turns into Donkey Kong <laughs> when he gets mad. Donkey Kong. I've never seen pixels. Me neither. Don't, um, don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And then How about course, uh, Uncut Gems guy should yeah, be the bad the guy? Dark, yeah, no, he's like he's like the darkest oh, he's character. Like, he should be like the anti-hero. Like he's always uh, 
never sure what's going on in his head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Snorting coke off some hooker's ass. What is it? What yeah. are you doing? Total wild car. Yeah. Uh anyways, so I'm sure that'll happen. Uh because the internet is a terrible place that makes terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. Just like that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to get down to business. We're here to talk Hoobie Halloween. Hoobie dooby doo. Where now, are Hubie, you? Hoobie, Hoobie, Hoobie. So this uh, movie is probably responsible for some of the better cancellations that came out of this, this season of Netflix. <laughs> um. You can play uh, Glow. Your Glow, the the uh, the the Dark Crystal. All of the all of the shows that you loved, they're gone, and Hubie is to blame. So, if you want to hate anybody, hate Hubie. Uh, just like the rest of the town. Hubie. Oh, Colton, I forgot to tell you. Like I ate like so much mcdonald's on my way on my way to this uh this uh corn maze so i'll be uh i don't know i'm feeling kind of out of it i maybe the guy at i think the guy at mcdonald's put something in my sprite if you if you start like slowly morphing into either the hamburglar or grimace i i don't know i'll send the ghostbusters i guess who are you gonna call (laughs) well you must answer the call Mm. Yes, that is true. What do you think the over under on Ghostbusters Afterlife uh being better than <laughs> Ghostbusters Answer the Call is? Uh four to one. In favor? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely it's got see. your favorite your favorite guy in there, Finn Wolfhard. Oh yeah, I'm hard for Finn Wolfhard. Whoa. Is he? Oh, I Call the police. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> uh, you can't say that in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> it's a corn maze, dude. Oh. And there is a there is a pumpkin patch, but it's like to my right. Do you think every corn maze has to have a pumpkin patch next to it? I mean, how else are you going to make money? That's yeah, fair. <laughs> you got to eat something. Are you doing the pumpkin smash this year? Uh, maybe I gotta go back to that church and see if they're giving away all the pumpkins. True. Uh, I I will have to see if it becomes an annual tradition, much like our annual viewing of Hubie Halloween. Mm. Mm, I'm trying to see how long we can go in the episode without actually talking about Hubie Halloween. Mm. You know, I just gotta say, I loved, I loved seeing, uh, this this uh, new TV show that I'm watching it's called the uh, uh, Fargo. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. It's really good. We've talked about it. Yeah, it's really good. Even show. on other podcasts, have we? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have. Think, in my I podcast, think on the but... I think on the Bobby Boys we used to talk about Fargo. Oh, oh my God, who remembers that? Huh? Yeah, it popped up the other day, two years ago. Mm. I uh, and what a two I years still... it's been. I have uh I think I have all the episodes still. That's great. Um so I think we can uh we can put it off no longer. We must address the big pumpkin in the room and his name is Hubie Hubie <laughs> Hubie Dubois. Hubie Dubois. 
So I'm going to do a, a summary here. You chime in whenever you, you feel you feel the, the, uh, the tickle. All right. So Hubie Dubois is played by none other than the Sandman himself, Adam Sandler. Uh, and he is a deli employee that that lives in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, now, Hubie is ridiculed by almost the entire city uh, for being an eccentric person. Um, he's the butt of literally thousands of practical jokes on any given day. Uh, his life is kind of... A living hell. Uh, I wonder if kids today can uh, can attest to this with all the anti-bullying stuff. You, you know, I feel like, funnily enough, I feel like Sandler is probably somebody who pushed back against the anti-bullying movement. Also, it feels like this whole movie is like what he wishes this this time that we're in was like, not like what it is now. Because you know, the, most of the Whoa. kids, like in the, in the in the in the in the movie. A lot of these kids are in the street having fun. Sure. You know? I mean, well, also, this was clearly made before our beautiful quarantine. Yeah. But, you know, most kids are just inside playing video games. I mean. Well, I mean, uh, just like in the movie Pixels. Just in Pixels. I mean, he knows. He knows. He knows what's up. But not his kids. His kids are out there trick-or-treating in the streets, joining joining bike gangs, and, and throwing parties at the high school in the corn maze. In the corn maze, you know, just trying to get a man killed every day. So, yeah, I guess um, the practical jokes, like, Hubie is uh, incredibly uh, easy to startle. Would you say, I'm sorry, before, Hubie's intelligence, uh, where would you rank him in the intelligence among Adam Sandler's characters? That's tough. That's tough. is Is he above or below Waterboy? I think he's almost adjacent to, it's, it's, the thing is, he's not. He doesn't know certain. Th- he like he he doesn't have any internet access, so anything that has been like innovated in, since the advent of the internet, he's not really aware of. But anything that he could have learned in school, it seems like he learned very well, because he does have the kind of engineering prowess mm. to have made this this therm this wonder thermos and that, he was like a nerd he was like a boy scout too he like was he definitely has, a boy scout um, there was a picture of him in a boy scout like at, at the lunch table all by himself while everybody was laughing at him in the right paper but he has he has a way of speaking this this sandlerism way of speaking that is similar to uh water boy canteen canteen mm-hmm. boy kind of um it's like I think it's just like he sticks his, his jaw out really far and then just tries not to move <laughs> his upper lip when he talks. So it's like yeah. I would say I don't remember how dumb was little Nicky a dumb character or was he just had that speech impediment? I don't like, think his character it. was dumb. I think he was just in dumb situations and he mm. was just like rolling with it. <laughs> That's all I remember from little Nicky is him going ah in the ending where it was I forgot what happens but like. Something ridiculous happens in the climax of that movie. Here's what we should do for all, all future viewings of this: is we should pair our viewing of Hubie Halloween with another Sandler feature, mm. so we can see how the two interact with each other. That is, that's a good one. All right, um, but so it's <clears throat> the the Hubie it, it, he. 
it's weird because it does kind of have that that feeling of bordering on maybe a mental disorder um but he's function he's like a fully functioning person he just he lives at home with his mom uh and it, it doesn't seem like it's like a result of uh, uh a, a mental uh problem as much of it is because he is just such a big fucking loser like I don't think like I think if he was like m- like mentally challenged I don't think the town would hate him as much as they do I cuz because I think they would be more understanding of that situation I think it is just that he is this um huge wet blanket that is just socially unaware of uh, anything and uh is just kind of I don't know. He he. To be honest, he kind of sucks. He does. It's basically like he is obsessed Extremely with unlikable. <laughs> he's it's pretty hard to get on Hubie's side. Uh, although he does do funny things. Like he's just like he's like a eccentric is a good word because it's so mm-hmm. like umbrella like you could just like shove anything in there. He's fun to laugh at. Yeah, he's just this kind of silly guy who like just does odd things, and uh, he's he's incredibly frightenable, um, and he is obsessed. Like his whole deal is that he is obsessed with safety. He's like a he's like a hall monitor kind of guy. He like was a you know a guy who never got to be a hall monitor who just like admired them. So, <laughs> um, I don't think the movie never really gets into like his reasoning behind um behind like specifically why halloween is like his time to make sure everyone yeah is safe. i never really go into like why he loves halloween so much because it just looks like he just got clowned on every year yeah because it could be i mean this could have been i mean i guess halloween is like is like pretty well known for like when tricks are played so i guess um this could have been like an April April Fool's Day movie just as easily. They just wouldn't have had the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, what but, do you think Hubie did that made everybody hate him so much? Like, was what there was like, like do you the think a specific? Point? Yeah, was there like a specific like incident that happened in the town? Like, man, fuck Hubie! Like, this kid sucks. <laughs> like they were give, they were all giving him a chance up until this yeah, up point. until this like point. I was like, oh, you know, it's Hubie. But then he just like, nah, man, fuck Hubie. That guy sucks. I think. Um, I don't think I think it was just like a, a thing that happened over time where it was just like mm, it was the just like consistency of, incident, yeah, of like just a, a consistency of being a boner. The consistency with which he just like kind of ruins good times. Yeah. Like I think it's just like to the point where they're just like, I don't like like I didn't want to be mean to you, Hubie, but like fuck off, man. Yeah. Um. So Hubie. Uh, spends his time during Halloween monitoring the city as what he deems the official Halloween helper. Uh, so he basically goes around and reports any he, he, he reports any activities that he thinks is malintent, like you know, kids buying a whole bunch of eggs and toilet paper. Uh, you know, he he can spot a prank from because he's been so 
so uh, every oh, I think. I think you forgot a big part that Hubie scares so easily. Like, I have mentioned it several times. I, did you? Yes, he is incredibly frightenable. He is. Uh, he is the most scared. He can like uh, a noise to slightly to his left will will startle him to the point where he will maybe do a backflip. You don't know. Yeah, he might throw something, break a window. Uh, he's also constantly frightened by his own Halloween decorations <laughs> that he surely helped put up. I mean, like his mother is June June Squibb. June Squibb, uh, great actress. A, a woman who's like what five foot? <laughs> she's, she's if that very short lady. She's a very small lady, but she's she's adorable. She's honestly one of the sweetest like sweetest old ladies you could get to be in a movie. Uh, and Listen. and they her big her big bit is that Adam Sandler stuck her in a bunch of Walmart humor T shirts. Uh, where terrible. they all they all say like shave my balls for this or boner donor. And it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the weirdest thing about it is it kind of works. It does. It's such it's such an insanely like low hanging fruit to throw in there, but like, fuck, it kind of works. Yeah. Um. So does does she also love Halloween? I I just think she just like support. She's like really supportive of Hubie. Okay, because Hubie Hubie like wants like to make also, Halloween lives, safe, but he, he also in, like, seems to love Halloween. He also does live in Salem, Massachusetts, which is like the Halloween capital of the world. So that could be sure. like a little reason why he loves it so much, just because the whole town is into it. It's like a whole thing. I thought for sure that the Salem location was gonna be more important. Like I thought that the witch the witch trial thing was going to be much more nah. prevalent it's mentioned a it's little mentioned. bit because uh hubie's great great grandmother uh was uh somebody who also who in the spirit of hubie uh tried to stick up for innocent people uh getting the the short shrift meaning being in the witch trials and uh they immediately uh blamed her of being a witch and, and hung her uh so <sighs> bummer so yeah. I thought for sure RIP. that was going to happen into the to the fact where I thought that the whole town was going to turn on Hubie and hang him. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to get dark. Uh, it didn't get that dark. They, the, the town does eventually turn on him. But um, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the actual plot here. The day before Halloween, uh, we we see. That's that somebody has broken out of a mental institution. Uh, and this is actually one of the crossovers into the Sandler verse mm-hmm. is Ben Stiller plays an orderly in the mental institution named orderly Hal, Hal, Hal yes. L, who is it is the same character that he plays in uh, Happy, uh, Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. the one that like beats up the grandma. Yeah. And would you say Happy Gilmore would be in this? In the uh, oh, Happy Avengers Gilmore, stuff? you know what? Happy Gilmore would be the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got you got to have like a Spider Verse crossover where the cartoon Adam Sandler from Eight Crazy Nights also oh shows my God. up as like as like awesome. the Spider Pig. <laughs> I love uh, that. Love this for us. Um, this horrible idea. All right, so, <clears throat> so you see that somebody has 
has broken out of the uh, mental institution by creating an exact body double of themselves made out of hot dogs and jello, the funniest possible combo of food. Um, and and they're on they're on the run. So, whoa. And then, um, of course, uh, we meet Hubie, who is like on his way to work. Uh, the running bit with him is as he is on his bike, people are constantly chucking anything they can get their hands on at him. Uh, the eggs is where yeah. it starts. Tires, uh, TVs, it, refrigerators. Yeah, it, it elevates air conditioning to like units. nunchucks and fucking toilets. Whole, whole, <laughs> yeah, a whole refrigerator at one point. Um, so he, but he is so used to this kind of horrible treatment that he is able to deftly uh avoid. He it. is he is a master at riding his bicycle. He can ride it backward, like literally ride oh, the yeah. back the bicycle going backwards. He can flip it around, do all these. Different he's got tricks. that. He's got that little mirror that comes off of his yes. helmet. Oh, that's God. like, <laughs> I love it. Um, what did you, did you like the scene where he catches the eggs in the ther- in his thermos uh and drinks I them? That was raw. so weird. I thought that was so weird because like that was like the first time they introduced the thermos, right? And then, right. Like, I had no idea what it was. He yeah, was he just catches confused. it. He shakes him up and he goes, "Yank for your free breakfast," and then he drinks it and he goes Rocky <laughs> style and then projectile vomits and then just keeps going. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Uh, and that's like the first scene with him. So we're getting to know Hubie. Uh, and so basically we see him uh, at the deli where his, his co-worker uh, hates him. Just hates, seething with hate. It was a, um, t- it's a teenager. It's like it's a, a freshman teenager. in high school. Yeah. Like, what are, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a it's senior in high senior, school. Senior, whatever. Yeah. But he um, looks like a, he's a little boy. But this kid, this kid apparently pulls a lot of pranks on him uh, to the point where their their regular customer um uh what is what is his name oh ray liotta ray liotta mr uh, shows Landoloff. and he Landolf. he steps up and he knows that if he distracts hubie for long enough uh that that this team will most certainly be in place to pull a prank uh and so he does in fact distract Hubie for about 10 seconds, which is enough time to get in place uh, to scare the bejesus out of him by dress by by having a big lamb head that it scares him. He <laughs> jumps back and breaks everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The He's he's frightenable, but he always has a big reaction. He always goes big on it. And that's great. So when he so he leaves work because there was almost no point in showing him there. Um, and then we, uh, we get home, we meet his mama. Uh, and, and she loves her boy so much. Like a June squib is like the kind of actress where you like, I feel like she, it's, I've never seen her in a movie where she had like a stern conversation with anyone. I always feel like it's always been like, ah, this woman loves whoever she's talking to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even in mm-hmm. Nebraska, where she's like, like constantly giving shit to, to Bruce Dern, it's always just feels like, ah, but she loves him. Mm-hmm. She does. So, credit to June Squibb. 
Uh, and so she's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm proud of you, Hubie. I, I, I know that you're just doing the right thing to stay safe out there. And she says, you know, do you really want to go out this year? I think maybe, you know, what if you just stayed home? And and he won't. Come on, Hubie. They're putting a burning cross on her lawn. I don't think they want you around anymore. Yeah, so they <laughs> they usually prank his house pretty bad. And I, I did say burning cross, but they did like light something on fire. It was on like his a burning lawn. like mummy or something. Yeah, it was like pretty like awful. <laughs> uh, so Hubie meets his new neighbor, Walter Lambert, played by Steve Buscemi, who is kind of like I think he's acting older than he actually is. Yeah, he was acting like he was. He's like, like 70 acting like or... a sweet old man. <laughs> he's like, well, Hubie, let me tell you, back in the forties. Yeah, and so. Um, he kind of says a bunch of strange stuff that kind of alludes to the fact that he's going to be doing weird things in the new house and that Hubie mm-hmm. should not investigate if he hears about it. Uh, and he says, okie dokie. And so one more sleep to Halloween. And the next day it's Halloween. Uh, the whole movie is kind of framed through these like radio updates that come through like uh warrior style about the, this kind of smoky voice. That's like, <laughs> Uh, I have the DJ's name. What? DJ. It's DJ Aurora. DJ Aurora, who is like the um the uh town DJ that's like keeping an eye on Salem and keeping the spooky tunes going, playing almost exclusively spooky tunes, mm-hmm. which it is the theme, it's the time. It is that makes sense. I mean I, I heard the monster mash twice in this movie. Which is as many times as I'd like to hear it. Great, um, it's a banger. It's pretty good. Someone ought to read. Who who would do a good cover of the Monster Mash right now? Oh man, I have I have a pick. It's a fairly obvious one though. Is it Fleetwood Mac? It's Billie Eilish. Uh, Billie yeah, Eilish does the Monster Mash. It's the man. I don't know. I could yeah, see it. Sure, why not? How about BTS, huh? The Korean pop, uh, the the. the I'd love to hear popular. their. I'd love to hear their version of the Monster Mash. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> you can't, that would rule. There'd be like six rap breakdowns in the middle of it, like as different monsters. BTS, get at me! I could fucking strategize for you. BTS Army, rise up! Is that what they're called? Uh, that's what their fans are called. The BTS Army. The BTS Army. Army. That's not. That's not very catchy. No, but they are uh, a vicious group. That's show, true. They show no mercy. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping by mentioning them, we get a big bump in our in our <laughs> listenership. We love them. We love. We love. Jimin. I love them. I love what they're doing. Uh, those those beautiful boys. So beautiful. Um and so, <clears throat> Hubie uh goes to go enters Halloween as he does every day with a thermos in hand and a helmet on heart. Uh, he is, uh, what is he doing during the day on Halloween? Oh, he goes to, uh, Ray Liotta's, f- uh, fucking his dad's funeral because, uh, this oh girl God. that, that Hubie has always had a crush on since high school or since before high school, but he really blew it in high school, um, told him that that when he was talking about meeting his neighbor Walter Lambert that that's crazy the the tombstone next to her dad's tombstone has the name Walter Lambert on it and there's something weird about it but she won't say what uh because she needs to give Hubie something to do be 
Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I have forgotten the introduction of a wonderful character, Captain Steve, or sorry, Sergeant Steve, uh, who is played by Kevin James, and he is basically the town uh, cop who never left town, uh, never changed his high school hairstyle, is living in the past more than any Sandler character uh, thus far. So he hates Hubie um, pretty bad because Hubie is just like a pain in the neck. Basically, Hubie comes in all the time reporting nonsense from all over town. Yeah. Uh, uh, he also does like you. Uh, you pointed out so greatly. He he looks like the Muppet. I mean, the Muppet using that S and the Bill Hader SNL uh, sketch. Yes, where he played the uh, Vietnam vet trying to do puppet therapy. Yes, that was a good sketch. They brought it back like six more times, yeah. and it didn't work as well. No, uh, fun fact: Howard Stern's favorite SNL sketch, the original. Oh, that is fat. That is fun. What was it before that? I don't think he was that big of a fan of it, really, in the 90s, just because it was kind of counter of what he was trying to do. Um, he was always a, a, a wary of it, but he was I don't think he was that big of a fan because in the 90s, he was a shock jock. You know, he had right. grass and SNL was pretty safe back then. Or, you know, uh, you know it, had, it, it was, you know, it, it, then it was not his lane. You know, but, it's weird that I've never seen like um, Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler in the same room. That is true, and uh, that I, I did both Wilf, of them because both of them been on Stern. So was there like an overlap between their times on SNL? Uh, I think Will probably was got what, there when as like probably a two or three seasons after Sandler left. Was okay. So was Will like the idea to like replace Sandler? Let me see. Let me let's go. You know, because me, I know me a lot and of you, we love we love SNL history. We we so. do love SNL history. Um. No so reason. Will Ferrell joined in 1995 okay. and was on until 2002. Let's look up Adam Sandler. The Sandman himself. The Sandman. History of the Sandman. So, yeah, I was I was right. He was a uh, December I think 1993 was his last year. Okay. That's interesting. Uh because there was a lot of like there's a lot of like overlap between like the Sandler regulars that appear in like all of his movies. Mm-hmm. They they show up in a lot of Will Ferrell sketch uh, early Will Ferrell sketches. Uh, but I'm always like, well, how come I never see, like, do they like each other? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry. He was a cast mem- member from 91 to 95. So as soon as. Okay, so it was a direct. It was a direct. Yeah. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So he was probably he was probably a big dog by the time, like, Will oh, Ferrell yeah. came in. Oh, and yeah. Will Ferrell oh, was, yeah. like, not able to get in there. Can't play with the big dog. No way. All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, because in in my mind, those are two like SNL greats that like hold the same amount of like water outside of SNL. Like they've both gone on out of oh yeah out of there to to be mm-hmm. more successful than SNL. For sure. Uh, okay. Sorry, we've gone we've gone tangent heavy as we are wont to do. It is Halloween. God damn it! Trick or treat, motherfucker. Trick or treat, mother. Were there any f bombs in this movie? No, remember. no. It's actually a pretty. Um, it's actually a pretty. I think it's like PG thirteen, right? PG thirteen, yeah. Like there's some like allusions to sexual things, but there's no explicit sex. No, this this is a pretty. 
this is a pretty family decent movie. It's like yeah, it's, it's like grown ups. Yeah. Uh, There's some shit and dick jokes. I think that's where it pretty much gets. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, there's so much shit, dude. There's so yeah. many fucking shit jokes. Terrible. Uh, they they all they all land like a big fat turd. <laughs> plop, plop, plop. Here I go. Um, so, <laughs> so after kind of getting uh the shit kicked out of him at uh the funeral, he goes he goes to the funeral. Uh, where Ray Liotta is like, uh, throws him into his father's grave because he thinks his father would think it's funny. Um, where so this is now the second attempted murder of, of Hubie Dubois. Uh, and we find out that his, uh, his thermos does in fact have soup in it, but is also six other inventions. Uh, it's a vacuum cleaner so far as well. Um, well, I am fucking all over the place here. I promise by next Halloween I will have a real succinct summary down. Uh, but anyways, we're going to skip right ahead to he sees that Walter Lambert's grave does not have a death date on it, but it has a born in 1665 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which it seems weird that there was uh, they're opening a new grave so close to such an old one. <laughs> but you know I, i'm not here to, to you probably, talk, you probably bought that plot the, a long time ago the schematics of graveyard digging yeah uh, although it Are is one of my passions i already have a plot really no i'm young oh. i'm never gonna die <laughs> colton your grandma for her for for your birthday gets it colton i got you a plot i, I got you some real estate Ooh, what is it a house uh no, it is a grave, <laughs> grave plot. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> When's this like your grandma bought you a plot in like Ireland or something? Just like a that like a really so exotic place. <laughs> she bought me a plot in somewhere I've never been. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a nice view. You'll like it. <laughs> You'll love it. You should go see it before you die. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah, you. Sh- if you're gonna die, just make sure you travel there and just die there, so Try, you know we yeah. don't have to tr- ship. It's really you expensive to ship a body across the sea. Yeah, they don't let you sit in the plane if you're dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Hubie, it's nighttime, and Hubie goes out on his bike. He's got his official Halloween helper sash. Uh, he's stopping pranks left and right. People are cussing at them they're saying they're saying dang you hubie get out of here you weird old man uh he uh he stops a, a little child dressed as harley quinn from taking more than one piece of candy uh because it would be clearly in violation of the halloween law uh and and then tim meadows approaches him as one of my favorite characters he has uh tim meadows who of course does have hair is wearing a bald cap and on top of this bald cap he has a wig that is oh, aggressively malplaced and it's uh, it cracked me the heck up every time he, he came on screen it was uh, very good. i loved it i loved it uh but he uh after after 
thoroughly making fun of Hubie Dubois, uh, as everyone must do as an introduction. Uh, there's only one gr- the 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 girl he has a crush on from high school is the only person who doesn't uh, just uh, aggressively harass and and make fun of Hubie Valley, uh, Valentine. within a sentence. <laughs> and, and so uh, Tim Meadows uh, tells him that there's strange noises coming from uh, his neighbor Walter's house. And so Hubie uh, goes in and he breaks in as Walter has kind of boarded up the house and uh, immediately falls into a pit that is open. Um, and in the pit there is, you know, there's like like evidence of werewolf stuff, you know, right? <laughs> Dog turns. There's like dog shit. <laughs> there's like That's awful, terrible. Uh, there's like dog food. There's like eighty cans of dog food that are empty. There's like scratches on the wall, and then he sees <laughs> Steve Buscemi with his big lizard eyes pops out from behind, uh, behind this like baby carriage, and he's like fucking <laughs> squatting down. He's like like. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be. He's still able to talk, um, because if he is turning into a werewolf, he is doing so very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he he is wearing a wife beater. He has no visible evidence of being a, a werewolf, other than kind of acting dog like. And, and he's is like, "What are you? What's going on? I know you told me not to come in here." And uh, Walter's like, get out of here. And then he jumps out of the hole and leaves the house. And, and, there, and there we go. And so uh, Hubie goes to back to Officer Steve. And, uh, and uh, he gets in there. And he's like, Stevie, my main man. You got to understand there's a wolf man, I think. And so Steve... Uh, uh, enacts a a strategy that I kind of I, I I kind of think is actually kind of a good move for him, where he tells him that he wants to employ Hubie as an unpaid AUU auxiliary undercover union officer, uh, <laughs> which is basically Hubie uh, he would keep a log of all the things that he sees around town and then secretly drop it into the trash can outside outside of City Hall. <laughs> Uh, and he would never contact the police again with all of his nonsense Uh, and Hubie goes for it hook line and sinker Um, uh, but of course it is we know that we know what it is we want him out of the hair Mm -hmm. we don't like him we don't like oh we forgot to mention that Hubie has like blonde highlights he does have blonde highlights it's and they get blonder throughout the movie yeah it's just strange choice yeah, it is. It's an odd choice. Um, worth noting, the kind of uh, B-side story of this movie is uh, is between uh, is a te- it's like a teenager story, uh, and uh, it's the the children that that Hubie's high school crush is Violet of Valentine. Course, Violet Valentine. She is fostering these kids. Violet Valentine also used to be uh, married to Officer Steve, uh, and they are divorced. But uh, she is now fostering these three kids. Uh, one is a young teen boy uh, played by Will from Stranger Things. Uh, by next year, I'll have looked his name up, I promise. Uh, and he's the main the main part of the teen story. 
uh, because he is just a good-hearted boy who's just trying to get the love of a, a, a little lady. Little um, lady love. Little lady love. And then the uh, his newly his newly uh, kind of adopted sisters, like they he treats them like sisters because they are essentially in this together, but they are not related in any uh, feasible way. Uh, and they are two girls who are blood related uh, and and oh do uh, are, in fact, blood related to each other and uh, not within the film, but within real life, blood related to Mr. Adam Sandler, the Sandman prodigy, prodigal son. Sandman has produced the heirs to the two f- actor f- Sandler dogs. fortune. The heir to the Sandler comedy fortune is two daughters. Uh, and I, I thought to myself, well, this is the first time I have actively noticed that these are definitely Adam Sandler's daughters in these movies. But I did look back, and his older daughter has been Sadie every, Sandler. Uh, has been in every Sandler movie since um, uh, 2010. So for about it's, ten years, she's been popping up in Sandler flicks. She's been in Jack and Jill, Hotel Transylvania, Grown Ups, Pixels. She, does she even play his daughter in Grown Ups? I don't think she usually plays the daughter of Adam Sandler. Wow, yeah, she did not play. I think as she in keep, grown ups, as she keeps growing up, it's going to be harder and harder for them to be in the yeah, same movies at this without point, them yeah. being father and, and daughter because they do have uh, very similar kind of facial features. Mm-hmm. Sadie Sandler, which is to the point where it's kind of it's almost odd where it's like so clearly Adam Sandler's daughter, but she has been adopted by this woman that Adam Sandler has a crush on, and Adam Sandler makes it clear that he has no kids in this movie. Yeah, because he has never had sex. Hubie is a is a virgin. Mm, pure and that blood. is hilarious, isn't it? Pure of blood. You know, I say there's nothing wrong with staying just with waiting till marriage. I have a uh, actually I have a ring and I have some reading materials for you, Spooky, that I sent to the to the pumpkin patch that you are in. I hope they get there in time. Wait, I think I see somebody pulling up. Are they knocking? Yeah, yeah I'm in my car. Yeah. Oh. oh, they're in your you're in your car. OK. Is that for me? Yeah. You got to sign for him. All right. I got him. Great. All right. Well, make sure you read those over and pass out any extra. There should be about 500 uh, pamphlets. Yeah, it's a big. I popped my trunk open, you know, COVID thing. Yeah, of course. um, They're all my trunks. I'll wait for him to leave. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that for me. Also, excellent Foley work. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Really pulling out the stops for the Halloween special. All right, so I feel like we need to move this along here. Uh, Hubie goes to a Halloween party where people hate him because he's trying to stop them from getting drunk. Uh, I don't know why. He's just Hubie. Uh, And so uh, uh, his teenage co-worker, Mike, uh, uh, tricks after he gets kicked out of the party. Mike uh, tricks Hubie into going into the corn maze uh, where he's going to scare the shit out of him. Um as is, as we see a montage of it being very easy to do uh but Hubie's Hubie Hubie's rescuer is the teenage boy we met earlier and his, the, his love interest they go in to warn Hubie uh and then uh 
by the th- by the time Hubie finds Mike, he sees Mike get kind of just like yoinked into the maze, uh, like almost supernaturally. Uh, and so then he he goes to uh, report the missing child to the police, who of course do not want to hear that from him. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they don't do anything. Uh, then he goes to he follows a clue that is Mike's ticket to the drive-in movie, where he goes to the movies to kind of watch people. Uh, and then his old classmates Lester and Mary, uh, Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph. Uh, they they're having marriage trouble and they think it'll help them if if they get a, a, a rise at a scaring Hubie. Um, so Tim uh, tries to run him over with his car. Uh, and yep. then. Uh, yeah. And so Hubie employs the, uh, of course, grappling hook that he has in his thermos and is able to shoot into the forest where he finds uh he finds Walter again. Walter's out in the forest. Mr. Lambert. He's, he's got uh he's his arms are a little hairier now and mm-hmm. uh he's eating a whole pumpkin. Uh and acting weird again. And <laughs> and so uh, Adamson is like you are clearly turning into a werewolf slowly. Uh and and I think I think you ought to go home, buddy. And so Walter is like Okie doke, and then he runs off, and Hubie is left very scared in the woods. Um, so uh, then we see uh, Mr. and Mrs. Hennessy, uh, Lester and Mary, of course. They they get kidnapped uh, as they are driving home from the drive-in. They get this. They they get stopped by a scary scarecrow, and then taken one at a time. Pulled from like th- that's just taken like they're like they're it feels like they're like yoinked by like a giant hand like woo whoosh. yeah pulled off to nowhere like the person doing this is some giant behemoth creature that we sure. don't know sure almost surely um so officer Steve is now alert and aware that there is actually a missing child because uh, <laughs> because somebody who is not Hubie has called in the fact that this person is missing. Uh, and so, and he has also, uh, been um, made aware of the, uh, local, the, the missing, uh, mental institution patient that could be in this town, Richie Hartman, um, who is someone they went to school with. Uh, and so we, by this point, we know that Walter and Richie are not the same person. I thought that was what they were going for, for a little bit. But we see that Richie is clearly roaming the town, pissing on things, and he has blonde hair. Uh, and yes. so, uh, well, we we see Walter get back into his house, and he handcuffs himself to the fridge. And then we see Richie Hartman come right and meet up with him. He pulls his mask off, and it's Robbie Schneider. It's real Rob. Were you uh, surprised by that? I was shocked. Yeah. He was, uh, he's not a bad guy either. He's just uh, trying to get Walter back. It's true. Nice. They turn themselves into the police, uh, but we don't find that out for a little bit. Ba- basically, they they are roommates at the mental mental yeah. institution where Walter is is institutionalized because he thinks he turns into a werewolf and he does not. No. Um, and he just has like hair Richie is just a body. mental patient who pisses on things, I guess. And yeah. so, but they care about each other. So 
Mm-hmm. That's and that's it's honestly it's kind of nice. Pretty sweet, if you ask me. Pretty sweet, if you ask me. Uh, but Hubie, Doobie, uh, he suspects. You know, he saves his his um he saves the Sandler girls. Uh, because they, they, uh, there's a whole, the whole plot with them is they go out looking for their brother and their brother was supposed to watch them. Uh, but then the brother comes home and they're not there and he's like, oh, geez, where are they? And then they are back because Hubie has brought them home and that's that. Um, and then he hears, uh, (laughs) he hears a dog howling. It's clearly a dog howl. Uh, and he's, and he's so sure it's Walter. That he rushes uh, off into the night to uh, to a haunted house, uh, where he sees the dog. It is a husky. It is it is a dog, uh, but he is very sure that it is Walter. And he sees it take a big old piss and then a shit and then it eats its shit. And he watches it all. <laughs> Mr. And, Lambert, he, he keeps so calling the dog do. Mr. Lambert. Mr. Lambert, Mr. Lambert, Walter, Walter. Uh, and so he follows it into the haunted house where, and he steals a silver bullet from uh, someone dressed as uh, the Lone Ranger. That, the, <laughs> Hubie thought it was a, a, a silver bullet, but it was it's just a it was plastic, definitely plastic. It's just a plastic fake uh, Halloween costume bullet. But now we have this most scarable man in the world in a haunted house. Uh, and so he is scared by literally just the lighting effects that are going off. There's not, there's maybe six people in the house mm-hmm. uh, and he hasn't encountered one of them yet. And he's already on the verge of pissing himself. Uh, and then he goes into a room where a girl who is under a table grabs his ankle and says something. <laughs> I don't know. He scares her. It's like, she was like, he was and screaming at her. She's, she's like, yeah, wow, this guy's crazy. <laughs> he screams. So he is so thoroughly freaked out. That she is very scared for him. Uh, but, like, imagine this. Like, imagine, like, a, a mentally disabled person wanders into your haunted house. How do you, like, first of all, how do you find out? How do you know? And what, I I don't know, like, how many, how can you, what do you do in a haunted house? Like, in a situation where, like, someone is so scared they're not going to move. Like, we, how do you get them out? <laughs> Let's turn on all the lights, I guess. But the, all the lights were kind of on. It wasn't like a dark <laughs> house. I know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyways, something I thought about watching that scene. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, uh, one of the current members of SNL walks in, and he has like an axe in his head, and he wants to make sure that Hubie is okay. He's like, whoa, <laughs> He's man, like, are hey, you okay? Man, yeah, I need you to understand this isn't real. This is a haunted house. Uh, and but Hubie won't have it. He's too freaked out by everything he's seeing. He knows what's real. It's all real. <laughs> uh, and so he's freaking the fuck out. Uh, and Ray Liotta, who is just outside, uh, having hit on a girl uh, who is uh, four years younger than I am. Uh, so dare I say, not appropriate for him. Uh, she, gross. she lets him know that and so he is now embarrassed and decide and verbally acknowledges that he is about to go take it out on Hubie uh, in the haunted house since she won't fuck me I'm gonna go take it out on that fucking Hubie Dubois and so uh, he's about to sneak up on Hubie Doobie and make a, make a big scare at him uh, but as he does so, he is also kidnapped. He's yoinked back with the force of a thousand yoinkings, and uh, and so and so Hubie uh, 
puts a stop to the haunted house and says, We gotta find Ray Liotta. Where is he? I'm scared for him. Uh, so, uh, Sergeant Downey, uh, Steve, of course, uh, arrives and suggests that they cancel Halloween as he already has to the mayor who was not interested in doing it. George Wallace. Great, great George Wallace the great appearance. George Wallace. Uh, I really like when he goes, smell my feet. Smell my feet. That's a funny line, George. Uh, and so uh, everyone's mad at each other in this scene. Uh, they're mad at the mayor for not shutting down Halloween. Jaws-like. Uh, they're mad at uh, uh, Hubie because uh, he suggests that it was Walter Lambert. But then they find out that Walter Lambert turned himself in. So who could it be? Could it be Hubie? Hubie? Hubie Hey, Cole, can you hold on a second? The, the delivery guy's car is still in this. Oh. Uh, his lights are on and the door is open. Let me, I'm going to go. Hold on. What are you going to go do? Spooky. Hey. Hey there, are you around? I'm worried about this. Hey, are you here? I should have never sent him out there. Listeners, at this point, I feel like it might be worth acknowledging that I never actually sent the box there. Okay. Eric, did you check? (sighs) Did you check the package? No, I did not. I should. Let me go check it. Because I got a notification that it was not delivered. Like it didn't even get sent out today. What is it, Eric? Eric! What is it, Eric? Colton, you will not believe it, dude. It's a gremlin arm. A gremlin arm? It's one of the props used in Gremlin with the certificate saying that it was used in in the production of Gremlins 2. Oh my gosh, that's what a find. And it was all covered in blood. In blood? Yeah. Do you think it's human? It looked human. How could you tell? It smelled like human blood. Eric, I'm I think a... you, I think it's time you leave that pumpkin patch. Yeah, let's wrap the let's let's uh, let's get this right. Let's let's uh, let's get yeah, to this yeah. conclusion so, here. So so the town turns on Hubie. Hubie runs away. Uh, he runs to the radio station. The the DJ oh, Lord, God, who's a lady has been, this has been Shaquille O'Neal this whole time. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's Shaquille O'Neal doing a lady voice. Yeah. Uh, and then he, they meet his his wife, who is uh, Betsy Sidero, who has a very deep voice, and it's very funny. They eat a sandwich out of each other's mouths. Uh, uh, but someone's been calling the radio station to re- to request a song right after Hubie all the time. They want to show Hubie how much they love him, how much how much he means to them. And so they said tonight is the night it's going to happen. And Hubie thinks, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I think it's the girl Violet Valentine. I think Violet Val- Violet Valentine has been kidnapping these people because she loves me. And uh, Officer Steve is understandably like that's ridiculous. But they try to they they go to try and sting operate her, and they meet on. They meet at a lighthouse for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> but this creepy lighthouse with a bunch of fog and But Hubie blows his operation and they find out that it's not her. It's somebody who's the the cell phone that has been calling people. It's in Hubie's house. It's in Hubie's house. Oh it's in the house. It's, it's in the house. That's where his mom is. That's where his mom he's scared for his mom. He runs back. He tries to save his mom. But his mom is waiting for him. She's sitting in a chair, calm as a June squib can get. 
Hello, Hubie. And she reveals to him that it was her who set this in motion. Not only did she set it in motion, she she uh, she June kidnaps all three Squib of them. Has or four been of them? kidnapping the worst bullies to Hubie in plans on How setting them on fire in the backyard. As How did an they example to the rest of the town not to be mean to Hubie. She even mm-hmm. invites the news to come and see it. Uh, and so she uh, is a, she, Hubie she's about to light them all on fire uh, and Hubie remembers all the times they were mean to him. But then he remembers his love violet valentine who was nice to him and it inspires him to shoot soup at the at the flame and put it out and thus hubie saves his his bullies and they they admit they all talk about why they've been mean to hubie uh they all have pretty dumb reasons for it but they done did it and they they are sorry <laughs> they don't really say that. They just kind—they of, don't say sorry. They just kind of like admit why they've been shitheads this whole time, uh, and so the police are gonna take in June Squibb. But then she does the old Frankenstein trick, where you just yell Frankenstein and point, and people look, and that's of course something we've all done. And she gets away, and one Escapes year later, the woods. Hubie Doobie is elected mayor. And he's the king of Halloween. He's got three kids now and a wife. And nobody thinks he's a fucking idiot anymore. Even O'Doyle, the kid who threw threw eggs at him, thinks he's cool, thinks he's the man. It's the happiest story ever told. And one that surely will be told again. Hubie Halloween 2, coming 2021. Hubie Halloween... To, so that has been our our review and covering of Hubie Halloween. Eric, what did you think? I and I was shy, I was pleasantly uh I I enjoyed the film. I, I, I was, was I was surprised kind of how much I, I enjoyed it. I was similarly it. surprised by how much I enjoyed this mm-hmm. film. Uh when I proposed this idea to you, it was in the idea that it surely would be an unwatchable uh disaster piece mm-hmm. and maybe it will year after year, but this year on on round one, I had a heckin' good time, and yeah. I'd love to I'd love to send my love to Hubie and his murdering mom. It's a cute Halloween movie. I'll I'll leave it at that. Eric, are you uh, on the move as you're recording? Yeah, I'm, we're uh, we're actually gonna start moving right now. Yeah, why don't you get on out of there? Uh, um, I'll check in with you later. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the police right now. Yeah. What's your last well, reported before before, before we uh, before we go? I just want to uh, plug our future episode. It's coming out Tuesday. There is another. I'm sorry, Monday. It's gonna be yeah, Monday. Uh, what is it? A moose, uh, moose. Welcome to Mooseport and uh, a cult classic. It is going to be Christmas Vacation to I uh, Cousin Eddie's Island Venture. So Halloween will be over, and it's time for Christmas. Yes, Christmas is coming up. And, uh, yeah, I'll get my car started, and uh, I'll head on out of here. I hope you all have a real QB Halloween.
Come on, you son of a bitch. Just start, 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 start. Please start, please. For the love of God, start. Fuck. All right, I'm going to have to go check the... Uh, the engine. Fuck. Someone cut my fucking battery? What the hell is this? Guess I gotta call Colton, make sure he can send me a triple A car or something. What the? Oh my god! <gasps>